This is episode 149, about the most important ideas in endurance running and how to make them work for you. Welcome to the Strength Running Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Fitzgerald, and if you're here, that means you're a runner that wants to improve. My goal with the podcast is to give you new ideas, tools, and strategies for improving your running, whether you'd like to reach a new distance, qualify for a certain race, or avoid your next injury. I'll be bringing you the leaders in the fitness industry to help you reach more of your big running goals, from elite runners, performance psychologists, strength experts, running coaches, best-selling authors, and physical therapists who can make our running dreams become a reality. Because as I like to say, knowledge is a competitive advantage. The more you know, the better decisions you'll make about your training. Now, if you're new to the show, we have 148 other episodes, a video channel on YouTube, or our home base, strengthrunning.com, where you can see all of our coaching programs, detailed guides on everything from staying healthy to running for beginners to how you can build mental skills to always stay mentally tough and focused. And this episode is brought to you by our new sponsor, Elemental Labs. They make electrolytes for athletes that are high in sodium. And anybody who runs a lot knows that sodium, as well as other electrolytes like magnesium and potassium, are essential to our performance and how we feel throughout the day. These low-sodium symptoms that you might have can be headaches, low energy, muscle cramps, and even insomnia. I've used their raspberry-flavored recharge packet and also their citrus flavor, and it's much tastier than other electrolyte mixes precisely because of its high salt content. Do check them out. I think they're helping a lot of heavy sweaters and those with salty sweat at drinkelement.com slash strengthrunning. And they spell their website drinklmnt.com. Let's move on to our topic for today. We're discussing the training process and three of the most valuable words that will guide your running. If you get these three right, performance plateaus will be far less common and you'll be setting yourself up for progress and improvement far into the future. Those three words are consistent, progressive, and modulated. Let's start with consistency. Consistency is what I often call the secret sauce of successful running. Consistency is the fiber that connects workouts, weeks of training, and even years of a running career. Without it, you'll never improve, and you'll be doomed to repeat the same race performances year after year. Consistency is what makes your half marathon pace last year your easy running pace this year. It can keep you healthy. It can build your motivation and allow you to perform at a level you previously thought impossible. That's because running is cumulative. What you do today influences what you're able to do tomorrow. And what you do this week influences what you're able to do next week, next month, and even next year. We can't do much with our running if it's not continuous. If you have constant interruptions to your training, we can't focus on the other two important ideas about running. That's because training is stacked on itself over time. Distances, workouts, and paces always build on one another within a block of training, from season to season, and year to year. Each cycle gets slightly more difficult, even after you take a planned recovery period. Over months and years, you'll amaze yourself at what you can accomplish. But how is it obtained? How do you string together consistent months and years of training? Well, it's easier said than done. 
At its most basic, you need two elements. Number one, you need the physical ability to run consistently. And for runners, the biggest impediment to our ability to run consistently is getting injured. If you struggle with injuries, go to strengthrunning.com prevention to focus on this aspect of your training. Now, you also need the mental ability to run consistently. Now, the motivation to train day after day after week after week and month after month is difficult. Many runners will get a few weeks into a training plan and their motivation to train just craters. We shouldn't rely on motivation. So if this sounds familiar and this is your struggle, get your mindset right at strengthrunning.com mindset. Now that we understand the importance of consistency, that it is the bedrock idea that helps us accomplish our next two principles for successful running, let's talk about the second. Our second most important word in running is progressive. Training must be progressive if you ever hope to get results and improve. Progressive training is training that moves forward. It evolves over time and builds on itself. Mileage must get higher. Workouts must get longer. Pacing must get faster. New stresses must be added to provoke even more fitness adaptations. Now, I just mentioned that running is cumulative, just like compound interest in your savings account. If your $100 investment turns into $101 next month, well, now you start earning interest on that new total. The same thing is true with your running. You're always building on what you've done previously. Because becoming a better runner means transforming your body slowly over time to handle more running at faster speeds, now this sounds intimidating, but anyone can do it. Even couch potatoes can run dramatically faster than they ever thought, provided they follow the surprisingly simple principle of progression. Now most runners don't follow a good progression. They do almost the same training all the time, and their performances flatline for years. They ask, I've run the same marathon time for the last three years. Can I really improve? Now, my answer is almost always yes, because the principle of progression is usually not being followed. And if you are progressing properly from week to week, month to month, and year to year, you'll avoid burnout and you'll keep your training fresh. You'll always be energized to run. And if you have perspective, then progression over time will be a lot easier. A long-term perspective of patience will help you progress gradually and intelligently. But while progression mostly happens with your training, let's not ignore the impact that progressive training has on your mindset. As your mileage, your workouts, and the paces that you're running all become more challenging, you'll continue to develop the mental skills to respond to these new stresses. Mental toughness, I think, is the best example. This is a skill that you lose if you don't practice it regularly. And how better to practice mental toughness than to run more and run faster than you ever have before, to continuously test yourself against prior versions of yourself. Progressive training powerfully impacts both your physical and mental abilities. You can start progressing more by setting some goals around training PRs. Training PRs are records for training, metrics like longest run, highest weekly, monthly, or annual mileage total, the most number of runs done per week, running a new race distance, or even a different type of event, or starting something new, like trail running, strength training, or even some barefoot running that will help your fitness level move forward. 
considering that we're living in the COVID era with no major races planned for the foreseeable future, now is a good opportunity to focus on training PRs and doing something new if you can. Our final big idea for your training is modulation. Our training must be modulated or varied throughout the months and years. While consistency is key, that does not mean your training is the same all the time. We need variety in our training to ensure we keep improving. Modulation lets you target different areas at different times. A variety of focuses throughout the year helps you work on different skills, different energy systems, and different abilities so that you avoid getting stale. And maybe the best example of modulation is the fancy training theory word, periodization. Now, at its simplest, periodization is planning. The goal is to give you the best possible chance of a peak performance at a certain time. To accomplish that goal, training is varied and organized over time by manipulating a bunch of different variables, like the volume of your total running, the frequency of running, in other words, the number of runs that you're doing per week, the intensity of your running, in other words, the overall difficulty or pace of your training, the specificity of workouts to the goal race that you're preparing for, and of course, the recovery and rest that you're planning into your season. One of my favorite running books, Run Faster by Brad Hudson, he defines it as, quote, the term periodization refers to how one's training evolves from the beginning to the end of a training cycle. Periodization is considered linear when each period or phase of training is very different from the other periods in terms of the degree to which each training type is emphasized or de-emphasized. Periodization is non-linear when all of the training types are mixed together throughout the training cycle and changes in emphasis are less extreme. That's a good approach to periodization. Now, here's another definition of periodization from Steve Magnus in his book, Science of Running. Quote, periodization is the process of dividing the training into smaller periods of training where the emphasis or the target of the training is altered during each period. Generally, a manipulation of the volume, intensity, and frequency of workouts is done to bring a person to peak performance. All right, now finally, let's look at USA Track and Field, the governing body of the sport and road racing. It defines in its coaching curriculum periodization, quote, as the process of planning training in order to produce high levels of performance at designated times, end quote. So that gives us a good idea of what periodization is. Our training must look differently at different periods of time throughout the year. To make periodization work for you, we just need a few principles to make it work for us in the real world. I have a couple rules for you, and if you follow these loose rules, once you have the outline of a season sketched out, your season will be a lot more productive. So number one, the beginning of the season should be less intense. In other words, the paces of your runs and the workouts should all be relatively easy compared with what you're going to do at the end of the season. Number two, your mileage and the distance of your long run should generally build over the course of the season. And then finally, the final few weeks of that season should peak in intensity but decrease in mileage. Now, modulation isn't accomplished simply through periodization. After all, here's a great example. You could perfectly periodize a marathon training season three times a year for the next five years. 
But are you really modulating your training if you're always training for the same race? Of course not. We also must vary our goals so that we're training for different distances and different types of events, because different races require different types of training. Clearly, you'll do different workouts if you're training for a 50k trail ultramarathon versus a 5k road race. So there we have it, the three most important words in running, consistency, progressive, and modulation. Keep these ideas in the back of your mind, and if you hit a performance plateau, or you're not sure what goal to chase after, you'll give yourself some fresh ideas based on this framework. And if you have any questions, you can find me on Instagram at jasonfitz1. I'm doing a lot of Q&A on my Instagram stories, and I'd love to feature your question if you have one. I'd also like to thank our newest sponsor, Element Labs, for their support of this episode. They make electrolyte drinks for athletes and low-carb folks with no sugar, artificial ingredients, or colors. And I actually have the citrus recharge mix in my glass of water right now on my desk as I'm recording this. It's tasty and delicious, and I find that I'm not peeing every 45 minutes throughout the day, which might be an indication I wasn't eating enough sodium. Now, there's mounting evidence that the higher recommended sodium intake levels from the FDA are not actually harmful. But, of course, ask your doctor if you're worried. But for those athletes running outside in the heat or those who may have a very salty sweat, an electrolyte replacement makes a lot of sense. And I'm encouraged by the fact that Navy SEAL teams, Olympic teams, and pro athletes have started using elemental electrolyte supplements to improve their performance. Learn why and more about what they do at drinkelement.com slash strengthrunning. That's drinklmnt.com slash strengthrunning. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. And if you're getting value from the show, if you found this episode helpful, if it prompted you to think differently about running and have used some of the ideas here to improve your training, I would love a review in Apple Music. They mean a lot. Thanks again, and we'll be in touch very soon.